I want to um, just take a minute to introduce our speaker for this morning. Um, his name is Pastor Matthew Tisthammer, a.k.a. M.T. Hammer. Yes, for all us 90s kids. Um, but Pastor Matthew, um, I don't know if he remembers this, but um, he was actually the first person that my husband and I met the first time we came to New Life. Um, we walked in, we registered our kids for the first time, and um, and he was the person that came over, introduced himself, and walked us to his section over on Sunday morning. And, um, and it was in that moment that we realized that this large place was actually a very intimate, family-oriented place where we really felt connected and seen and... Um, it was amazing. So uh, Pastor Matthew holds a special place in our hearts, um, but um, he's going to be speaking to us this morning. So if we could just give him an awesome round of applause, welcoming him. Thank you, Sarah. We are thrilled that you're a part of this team and all that you do for New Life Young Adults. I got to introduce my wife, Leah. Go ahead, stand up. So Sarah shared a little of her story, being new to the church. Well, I showed up here about 11 years ago at New Life Church from Orange County, California, and I didn't know a single person. Stepped in on a Sunday morning, and um, like maybe many of you felt, I felt a little lost. So what do we do? We go to that big guest central area. At, um, at that time, they had it around the back of the stage at New Life North. So if you wanted to go be a guest, you had to like venture out into a whole new territory, a place that you've never been, that you weren't sure what was happening. And I showed up that morning and met Pastor Daniel Grothy. He was over at guest central at that time. And well, he became a trusted friend. Um, told him I was out here, didn't know anybody, it was from California, so we went to California Pizza Kitchen that Wednesday, had a meal, and um, through these last 10, 11 years, we've become good friends. Um, about three years ago, he invited me, I was telling Nick, he invited me onto the team as a pastor for New Life Friday night, and it has been, um, let me just tell you, our leaders at this church love Jesus. Pastor Josh Josh loves Jesus, and Pastor Josh loves you guys. Um, We officed next to each other for about two years, and he's constantly um, bragging about you guys, um, bragging about what's been happening at New Life Young Adults, and and he's right. You guys are amazing young adults. And so my wife Leah and I, after getting to know some of the people um, and the ministries at this church, came in and sat in a table, just like you guys sitting over here um, on the left. And we put tables together, and we got to know each other, and a friendship started developing, right? And then after a friendship starts developing, um, I said, you know, we start all these great conversations. We should finish one over coffee, right? It's a good pickup line. And I didn't even mean it like that. And she's like, yeah, okay, we can get coffee. And it kind of turned into a date, and it turned into my best first date. And that was about 10 years ago. And so we ended up getting married, and now we have two kids, a seven-year-old Levi and a five-year-old Blakely, and you'll see them running around the church. Um, But 
I just want to let you know, coming in today, that this place is amazing. That this is a place that you guys can grow in relationship with each other and grow in relationships with the Lord. And um, I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad to know you guys. I have a lot of friends and a lot of young uh, a lot of young men and women in this room that Lee and I have the privilege of discipling, so we're so thankful um, for you guys. Um, I've got to mention now, because my big role at the church, I oversee our military ministry, and it has been a blast. It has been so fun serving these young men and women who serve our country, and so I'm just so thankful for our military, and um, if we have some military in this room, big shout out to you. Thank you for your service on a four-day weekend, on your spring break, yeah. Well, let's pray. Lord, you are my shepherd. You are our shepherd. And we lack nothing. You lead us into green pastures and besides still waters. And Lord, you restore our soul. You put us on paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Lord, your name's on the line. Even in the valley of the shadow of death, Lord, you'll be with us. Your staff and your rod will protect us. Lord, you prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemy, and you anoint our head with oil. And so like that, Lord, we say, Holy Spirit, come. And I know and I've seen that your goodness and your mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. For me, coming into a new church as a 26-year-old, And knowing nobody and being rich with friendships. People to love and people that love me. Your goodness and your mercy has followed me. And Lord, we pray that we would live in such a way that we would cherish this gift that we have. That we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That we have relationship with you now, today. And that we will have relationship with you forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you guys have your Bibles, who has a Bible? On phone, open it up to Philippians 4 with me. Spring break. You guys have some big plans, some plans to rest. Raise your hand if you actually get a spring break. Raise your hand. Yeah? I would say that's less than half. How many of you are working and, and are like spring break is a thing of the past? Yeah. All right. That is me. Yeah, kids are, kids are uh, get summer breaks and our teachers say, have a great summer break. It's like the summer break for the kids is not a break for Lee and I. All right? So you that have spring break, we're happy for you. Enjoy it. Well, but for the rest of us, it's just uh, um, another a week out on the grind, right? Another week at it. So Philippians 4, are you there? Are you there? 
Yeah? Okay. Verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. We'll get back to that a little bit. Go ahead and go back, Gabriel. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious. Um, So you can underline anxious if you want about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Underline peace. So we see there the, the, the two opposites into the spectrum with anxiousness and peace. Finally, brothers and sisters, new life young adults, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, or as Leah would say, admirable. Admirable or admirable? I don't know. Okay. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, (laughs) think about such things. So thinking about such things, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, this is Paul writing, and Timothy to the church in Philippi, put it into practice. Right? Is there a straightforward, more line right here than we have today? Put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Do you see this earlier as we read the scriptures? The peace of God that transcends all understanding. And then as we put it into practice, the God of peace. So two weeks ago, anybody like Chick-fil-A in here? About two weeks ago, not two weeks ago today, because that would have been a Sunday. But about two weeks ago, I was leaving Chick-fil-A on my own. It was breakfast time. I love those burritos um, that they have. So I'm leaving Chick-fil-A, and there's this car in front of me in the drive-thru, and he leaves, and I'm following him. We're getting out on Barnes, and um, I'm heading to my chiropractor. Just i got to make a right and then a left. And we get out on the light, and it's a green light, and the car stops. So I'm not really paying attention. I'll try and dig into my burrito, and he stops at the green light. And I stop real quick, and then he just stops. So what would you do? Let's be honest, honk, right? So I honk at him, and then he goes, turn around, get on powers, I'm going to go left. And he pulls up right next to me, rolls down the window, starts yelling at me, what did you honk at me for? And I looked at him, I rolled down my window, you stopped. I was kind, I was gentle, right, to be gentle. (laughs) I said, you stopped at a green light. And he looked at me with such anger and then almost a tear in his eyes. He said, you made me spill my coffee. (laughs) And I said, I'm sorry, almost with a smirk, right? You ever hear someone say, I'm sorry, and they have a smirk, and you know that they didn't really mean I'm sorry. So I'm sorry, I said, thinking that's hilarious, but you still shouldn't stop at a green light. And and he said, you're sorry? Then why did you honk? And the first thing that came to my mind, again, was you stopped at a green light. And he peels off all angry, probably spilled more of his coffee, (laughs) down powers, and I'm turning left, and I'm thinking about this. And I'm thinking, well, what would he want me to do? 
what is the consequences of stopping at a green light? Uh, oftentimes, if you try this, um, you are going to get hit. It made me think, I was a junior in high school, and there was this taxi. We were coming home on a Friday night from a basketball game, probably after Del Taco, because that's what we did every Friday night. We're driving home, and this taxi stops at a green light. Again, I stop. Probably miss them by, by inches. And then in behind me comes another car going 45, 50 miles, slams into the back of my car. I slam into the taxi, and the taxi takes off, right? I had, do you guys know what a Reliant K is? Yeah? Okay, so I had this awesome Reliant K. And after the accident, it even got better because it was blue, navy blue. But then after the accident, I had a white bumper, and I had like an off-colored green door. It was amazing. So I'm driving around in my Reliant K. But the point is that um, truth, so, so what I wanted to say is that um, the consequences, right, and our thoughts. He was thinking about his coffee and not driving. He stopped at a, at a green light. I just thought it was a fun picture for me um, to understand that um, we have responsibilities and we have uh, things that we need to do, especially driving, right? Mom would say, get off your phone, put the phone down, put the coffee down, and drive. So verse 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which trans all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So I wrote this down for you guys. If you're taking notes, you can write this quote down. Um, But I thought today, um, there is a strong correlation between our choices, all right, driving or drinking coffee or trying to do the both at the same time, but there is a strong correlation between our choices and our peace, or lack thereof. Sometimes our heart is tranquil, and at other times our emotions are like a roller coaster, right? Can we be honest today? Um, Can we say yes? Um, Sometimes my thoughts um, lead me into peace, and sometimes my actions or my thoughts lead me into chaos. Brothers and sisters, so this is what I want to get at today. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So I say, think about such things. I have this underlined in my Bible. Think about such things. Think about such things. Um, But this isn't natural. It's not. It's not what we learn as a child. It's not what we're just naturally going to get out of the house and do. My kids, especially my son Levi, he goes to TCA over here. Um, When he gets out of the bed in the morning, you know what he's thinking about? He wants to watch TV. Um, He wants cereal and he wants some candy. Um, For Lucky, he would ask for milk or some fruit. Um, But you know what I want? I want him to wash his face, right? I want him to brush his teeth. I want him to get ready for the morning. And so constantly, every morning, five days a week, we would say, son, um, you have school in 45 minutes. Let's get dressed, right? Let's get some food in your belly. Let's have some eggs. Let's have a piece of toast. Um, Let's sit down. Sit down with me and tell me about your sleep. 
Let me read over a scripture over you. Um, This is not natural, though. And I would assume that it's probably not natural for you. And you know why I could say that? Because as a 26-year-old, starting my career, um, being busy, um, dating Leah, it wasn't natural for me to get up in the morning and to open up the Word. It wasn't natural for me to do what was um, best for me. You know what's natural? To do what's easy. And to do what's easiest. Do you guys, um, anybody like the breakfast corn dogs with the pancake wrapped around a sausage on a stick? <laughs> David? I, I, lo- I love, love me a breakfast corn dog. Um, that's so easy. You know what I have to do to get that ready? Right? Take it out of the freezer. I pop one end. I don't know what the science is behind opening one end of the corn dog wrapper. I leave it in the plastic, right, and throw it in a microwave, a microwave for 65 seconds. Um, I don't think that's pretty good for me. Um, I think making a smoothie out of kale and some uh, vegetables, which we try to do, is much better, but it's not what's naturally. But after we do this with my son, um, I want you to try to get this picture because it's changed my life. And I think we talk about our, our kids as fathers um, because we are kids, right? Because I am a child of God because he is my father and he's constantly leading me and speaking to me. Uh, so they wear uniforms at TCA. And they, who's my TCA people? Yeah. Like teachers? You guys aren't going to school there. Yeah, okay, okay. They wear uniforms, and my son wears a red, like, sports polo. We're probably stretching the line because it's like the dry fit material, and, but he loves it, and he wears it every day. He thinks that his teacher dismisses the people in red for the bathroom or recess more often, so he won't wear any other color but red. <laughs> it's, it's logical, and, and, and I think he's right, honestly. And so every morning, he puts on his red um, dry fit polo. And he walks over to me, unbuttoned, it has like three or four buttons up here, and he looks at me and he gets down on his knees, or I get down on my knees as he walks up to me, and he looks at me and he just smiles. And, and you know what he wants me to do? Every morning that I'm in the home when he goes to school, he wants me to button his shirt. It takes work for us to get to where dad and son are eye to eye. I'm in the morning and I'm sure he feels misunderstood. Levi, I go in, I rub his back. Time to get up, time to get dressed. Here's your clothes, you gotta eat, you gotta do this. Let's read the scriptures. It feels like a list to him. It does. And that's what I'm assuming for it did for me, and I'm assuming it does for you. It feels like this list, the things we need to do. And and sometimes it is, and the scripture is saying, What? Think about such things. Think about such things. And as my son does that, he gets down on my knees, and we look eye to eye, father and son, and I'm able to button up his shirt. So, New Life Young at All, uh, real talk. So you come in um, to young adults, you come into church. You walk over to the big sanctuary, to the living room. And um, what are some of our um, propensities? What are some of our thoughts? I talk and I joke about meeting Leah in this room. And um, I pray that you guys find relationships and fellowships. But oftentimes, I remember sitting with the young adults or being in the young adults Friday night um, back in the day. Um, And it's a good memory, but I remember Leah worshiping 
um, I remember um, sitting probably row 10 or probably 15 towards the middle, and she would be up in the front, and she would be worshiping. And um, oftentimes, if I wasn't careful, I would be watching her worship, right? Is that real talk? No one, none of the other guys have been there? What about um, some of you ladies? Uh, what would happen if one of your friends walked in with the same blouse, right? You come in, and she comes and sits by you, and you guys are wearing the same outfit for Easter, Easter morning, right? Our distractions, that's just natural, um, what is that? Yeah, there's, there's so many. Like, so what is it to you? Uh, today, I don't want to present with you more information. I want to try to present with you something that Paul is writing to us in Philippians 4 of things that we need to think about. Um, he says earlier, I asked you to underline um, anxious. Um, in jobs, in this season of life, there's a lot of questions. Um, there's a lot of what next. Um, we often are anxious about things for the day. Um, But what the Lord is asking us to do by prayer and petition and thanksgiving is to present our requests to God. Um, I wrote down here Romans 12. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12, 12. And so um, what Paul would say next, um, Gabriel, if you can get that up there, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, I ask you to underline this too. Put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. And so the Lord is faithful. Let me just say that. He is faithful. Um, We see in Ephesians 6 that his faithfulness is a shield to us. He is faithful. Um, when you guys are anxious or is when there's um, trouble, he is faithful to be your shield. He is faithful to come to you. Um, I think for me, as I've read this and read this this week, there is something beauty, beautiful about the God of peace coming and giving you peace that um, transcends our understanding. But you know how I want to live? I want to live with the God of peace with me. Um, do you guys see the difference here? Do you guys see um, in the peace of God on one side that he wants to give you? And then the God of peace wanting to be with you? Um, and if you guys were to remember one thing today, is that the God of peace wants to inhabit your days. He wants to be me as me as a dad to Levi on his knees, um, eye to eye to you, um, to walk with you, um, to care for you, to know your thoughts. And so I, I just wrote some opposites here. Um, so we talked about being anxious versus peace. Um, maybe the opposite of pain is strength. Um, the opposite of some lies maybe that you're believing is to start believing truth. Maybe some of the wrong that you found yourself in or walking in, um, you could start walking rightly with God. Or maybe some of the ugliness that you see in your own life, you could start living lovely. Or um, I wrote this one as um, the last one because I know that it's true for me. Sometimes I think about what's unimportant versus what is admirable. And so this is what we're going to do for a little bit. Um, I mentioned that we're going to 
tried to apply some of these truths to our lives. So I put little three-by-five cards on your table. Can you grab those? So for, for me, <clears throat> I grew up at Sunkist Baptist Church on Sunkist Drive in, in Anaheim, California. And um, in our sanctuary, there was a baptism tank, and above the baptism tank was this red cross. Um, it was shiny, probably 20 feet tall, and this red cross. Um, to this day, often in worship, Friday night, I have responsibilities, or even if I'm getting up to teach, um, I will often be able to think about that red cross. Uh, for me, it's this idea that I um, am bringing myself back into the distractions and back into the cross, to the focus. Or on Friday night, have anybody been to Friday night? A lot of you have. We have this big cross right there. And for me, we're worshiping and you're thinking about um, what you need to do next, where you're going for dinner, um, especially when the preacher is preaching, right? And, and you, you kind of, okay, I see where he's going, and you maybe get distracted, and you could bring yourself right there to the cross. So we're going to practice this in response. We're going to have some worship. Two sides of this card here. Um, on one side, I want you to be real honest with yourself. As we spend time in prayer, as some distractions or some responsibilities of the week come to mind, or maybe some pain, or maybe something that's ugly. I want you to be able to write it on one side of the card. And then we're going to put up this list of eight things that Paul's saying to think about such things. What is true, what is noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And on the other side, I want you to make a list. Maybe it's just two or three today. But I want you to think of three things that the Holy Spirit is saying to you that are true about you. True about your time in worship. True about... Um, what you have going on for this week, what is lovely and pure. Is that clear? So this can be interactive. So is there a question on that? Okay. So Gabriel's going to um, play some worship. It's seven minutes long. That will be 1020. Um, I want you to spend some time getting ready for your day, right? Like my son, getting dressed for the day. Get, on, get into a posture where you can see the Lord face to face. And I'm going to be up here doing it, and then I'll come up here in seven minutes. If you can, just close your eyes. Let's not rush past the time that we can have in our Father's presence. Lord, for my friends, I pray for a discerning of spirits and voices, that they would know the truth of how you see them and how you care for them. I pray Psalms 55 over them, that they would cast their cares on the Lord, because he will sustain you. 
And he'll love, never let the righteous be shaken, or as it says in First Peter, cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares. Because he cares. In Jesus' name, amen. So the next step, so we, we're, we're charged to think about such things, um, but it can't stop there. We need to put these in action. Um, and so I just wanted to walk some, through some of my list with you just to be vulnerable um, and just kind of talk about um, some of the things and how I would um, kind of communicate to you what I was feeling the Lord for my own personal life. But man, on that other side, I'm constantly thinking about my work, right? I sit down there and I, I want to have some time to prayer too, in prayer as well. And we're thinking about what we have next. And so if that was you and you're thinking about, well, I got to get out of here to do this and this and this next, that's okay. Um, and those are not in themselves, um, those thoughts are not in itself wrong. Um, what the Lord's asking us to do is to be able to renew our mind so we would be able to test and approve what God's good and perfect and pleasing will is for our life because we want his best um, for us. And so if we are to put these into action, I want to model this for you because it it does of little good um, to just write them down. I think the next step is going to be for you guys to be able to continue to process this with the Lord or even better yet, get coffee with someone, um, process this together um, to be able to walk in this kind of vulnerability. And so I just wanted to share this list with you, and hopefully this encourages you. But for me, um, something that is true, um, and I hope something true looks like this for your family, for you is that I am loved um, by my family. Um, and what is noble, and that can be a hard one, right? But for me, I think of King Jesus. I think, when I think of noble, I think of King Jesus, that we are saved, that I am saved by grace, and that God is full of mercy. Um, so when I think noble, man, I'm constantly thinking about Jesus. Um, when I think about what is lovely, I think about laughter. Um, I think about my kids' laughter in the morning. I think about laughter with friends. Um, when I think about what's pure, I think about some of the trust that I've seen um, from, from kids or my kids or my niece um, when I think about what's pure. Um, what's admirable for me in my life, um, when I did this this week, I thought about my parents. They've been married 42 years and all my grandparents, and um, that is something that's admirable. And so with Leah and I have a hard day in our marriage, it's something um, we often could think that relationships don't work or I haven't seen it work, um, or any of these thoughts um, that would be opposite of um, admirable, these unworthy thoughts, and I go to think about actually what's admirable. And in my life, I've seen um, longevity in the marriages of the people I love. Um, Something that is excellent um, for me, the first thing that popped into my mind was the peace of God that rests in our home after reading this, that our home is full of peace. And when I thought about something that was praiseworthy, is worship. 
um, worship and what we just did is um, really singing back to God of what we know to be true about him and what he's done to us. And so um, if, if some of you guys are saying, yeah, I understand anxious and I understand peace, but I'm really in the boat of being anxious. I'm, I'm fearful. Um, I'm hurting. And um, pastor, how do, I, how do I process that? Worship. Well, how do I, how do I what, who do I do that work with? The Lord, worship, worship. Turn on worship. Worship looks like different. There's ways that we can worship. For some of you, maybe it's in creation. Um, you can get outside and go for a walk, and you look up to the mountains, and you know where your help comes from. It's in creation. Some of you is going to be through a brother or a sister um, that can speak actually what they see in you and identity. Um, some of it's going to be getting up Sunday morning and coming to young adults and going to church um, when you don't feel like it showing up at uh, first Wednesday. And then, obviously, the Lord says, uh, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. Um, that is um, our worship. Um, and so that's uh, my list um, for you. But today, um, I wanted to just encourage you guys um, to be able to replace um, some of the things that the world is trying to speak over you with what the Lord is desiring to speak over you. Um, we prayed, and you guys just walked through um, the Lord's Prayer, right? And I prayed Psalms 23. Um, my heart for you is that the Lord today, this morning, would lead you into green pastures. He would lead you beside still waters, and he would restore your souls, that he would restore our souls. And so if you can, I'm just going to close with a blessing over you and a prayer over you. Um, I'm going to pray the Lord's Prayer as you guys have been walking through that. Um, as a group. So our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come and your will be done. Yes, Lord, your will be done for each single young adult in this room. We ask that your will would be done. We need your kingdom to come on the earth as it is in heaven. So we pray that you would give us today our daily bread. Um, for the fear and anxiety in this room, Lord, would you give us today our daily bread? Would you allow us today to walk in your freedom and your peace? Lord, with um, Easter coming up, um, I know that going into family or, or being back in that setting can be difficult for people. I, I pray your mercies and your courage and your boldness over, over my friends here. Um, that you would give them enough for that day to be able to be the light of Jesus. Lord, and forgive us. Forgive us our debts. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And would you lead us now? Would you lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil? Lord, I believe this, and I pray that each thought would know that this is true, that yours is the kingdom, that yours is the power, and yours is the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, thank you for um, being with me. I'm so glad. <laughs> Thanks. <clears throat> I'm so glad that we could spend uh, seven minutes all week as I prayed for you. Um, I want you to know that you guys can do that, right? You guys can download that song, Seven Minutes of Prayer and Worship with the Lord and be doing this throughout your day and allowing him to renew your mind. So go out of here in God's strength and his blessing. Connect with people. 
Um, and we'll see you. Remember, no service next Sunday. No next, no young adults next Sunday. So enjoy your Easter. Love you guys.